Welcome to the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. Your hosts are Justin Breen, Evan Ryan, and I'm Bill Bloom. This show is for high-level entrepreneurs and for those who want to learn to live their most epic lives. Please subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for more incredible conversations about living epic lives because we could all do that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and thank you so much for being part of the show. Three guys with Epic Lives podcast. Evan Ryan, Justin Breen, Bill Bloom, the three amigos here to serve up some really great information for you once a week, every Tuesday. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button, please share this with your friends and family. And for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how Justin Breen's car <laughs> makes him an entrepreneur. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, Justin had a really interesting experience happen to him what about three weeks ago a month ago yeah where um well i'm gonna let you you tell the story because it's gonna be better coming from you but i think understanding your entrepreneurial life falls on the plate of everyone so justin hop on hop in so everything to me is a story and everything is a learning lesson that's how my brain works and uh so <clears throat> i was sitting with every tuesday night my kids and i go to a suburban uh pizza place and, you know, we, we, we do that after their running camp, which is a lot of fun. That's the best part of my week. Every, every week is going to that pizza place. So we were sitting in there and there was this car, my car was parked, parked diagonally. And there was this other car facing uh, perpendicular to it with the, with its lights on. I'm like, guys, wouldn't that be weird if that car just hit my car? Cause that's what it looked like. And about 10 minutes later, a police officer uh, comes in. He's like, Hey, is that, is, is that, is that BMW yours? I'm like, yes. And he's like, oh, you see that car there? It just, it just hit your car. I'm like, what? And, and, um, so what had happened was that it was an SUV and the person thought it was in park, um, left the hazards lights on. It was about a block away, but it wasn't in park and there was no driver. So a ghost car rolled a cr about a full city block um thank god it didn't hit it i mean it easily could have killed someone but anyway my car stopped it from plowing through a you know a restaurant or whatever and so and so we're getting to take it fixed now and during the fixing process the 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 car dealership reset the the data so what it said on the dashboard it said on the dashboard like it's i think i've had it for like thirteen thousand miles and then it showed the average speed over those 13,000 miles. You, you guys want to guess what that was? And then I'll, I'll uh, it'll, ma it'll make sense. But you guys want to guess what the average speed was over 13,000 miles? In downtown Chicago? I'm, I live in the suburbs of, I live in the suburbs. So 25 miles north of, of the city. And I've had it for about uh, two years. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm going to assume you do a lot of freeway driving. So 77. Okay. Bill? 20, 25.4. So, so Bill, I think I originally told you this. I think you guessed 26, right? Correct. Okay. So my instincts would have answered the same way that Evan just did because I drive very fast, right? And uh, off the record, even though we're recording this, I'm sure I've gotten it over 130 um, 
Um, well, no, we definitely have, Bill, because we took it to an F1 track. But, but um, So the average speed has been 25.1 miles per hour. And so I thought about that because everything's a learning lesson in how it related to entrepreneurship and, or running a company. So many times you're stopped, zero, zero miles per hour. It's, a, it's annoyed to be stopped. You know, you're stopped at a light, but you, you have to stop, right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't go through the red. Some other times, maybe or maybe not, you're going over 100, <laughs> 120 maybe. Um, but slow and steady, a nice smooth 25.1 miles per hour over length is a really good way to run a company. It's a nice smooth way. And then, then I really thought about it because I'm a high fact finder. So, you know, you get your car's oil changed, you get it fixed, you, you keep it fresh. So like you take care of your body as an entrepreneur, right? Okay, you take care of it. And then sometimes a ghost car will just plow into your car, <laughs> entrepreneur life. Um, my wife is uh, at least three times now dinged it up uh, you know, driven it into a curb or uh, hit, drove her car into the mirror, dinged it up. So, you know, business owner, entrepreneur, you get dinged up sometimes. And I thought it was a really fascinating analogy. You know, you have a nice car. It looks great when you start. It gets dinged up, but you fix it. You, you maintain it. You upkeep it. And you just smoothly go along. And then you see the progress. You just see the progress. And uh, I just I just thought it was super interesting to see how the car, after a really potentially dangerous situation, equated to running a company and, and, and running your life, by the way. So I'd l love your thoughts on that. Love your thoughts. Wasn't it Bezos who said slow is smooth and smooth is fast? I mean, I, like, I couldn't agree more with it. I think using the car analogy – there's something that I, I absolutely love the phenomenon because I would not consider myself to be a fast driver, even though I have won once at a racetrack, which is a story for a different time. But um, like out on the civilian roads, I am absolutely not a fast driver. And I absolutely adore when there's a person who just like speeds on by me and then I'm st sitting right next to him at the next light. Like I think, I think there it actually is – some merit to the analogy because I think, um, a, it's true that slow is smooth and smooth is fast because fast, hard, hard start and hard stop is just really difficult and it burns people out. Um, just like, you know, hard start and hard stop burns out your brakes in your car and you got to get them replaced more often. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's, that there's kind of a, a mind map that can be made there. I'm trying to find out who said that. My eight fact finder activated and really activator kicked into gear. I'm trying to find who said that quote. I'm not seeing Bezos. Um, but that Bill, makes... you don't strike me as you don't strike me as somebody who drives wild and crazy like Justin. Is it an analogy that resonates or not really? I think slow and steady is the way to go for sure. I mean, all aspects of life. It just you don't get you know ahead of the skis too much there. That's important, really, really important. I, I mean, we did drive the cars at the at the track. That was so much fun. That was incredible. But rather go slow and steady. That's a, it's a good way to go. Well, it's more peaceful too. I mean, I optimize my life for peace, 
And so like, of course, this is going to feel natural to me, but it is more peaceful because I think that you end up getting to the same end place in a similar amount of time, but with a lot less stress and, and with a lot fewer surprises, I think it's easier to kind of see surprises coming, but I'll, I'll give you another analogy, which I just think is a fantastic one. Um, when you're skiing really fast, the smallest patch of imperfect snow has the capability to help you catch an edge and crash, which you wouldn't catch if you were skiing a little bit slower. Um, and I do think that that happens with projects all the time, which is that you're going really hard. You're going really fast. You like make a really quick difference and then, Oh, well, we didn't see that coming. What's well, been a really good example, Evan, since you've worked with other companies who took a change and went a little too fast. Like when's a good time where it helped them and when's a good time when it hurt them. I'll tell you exactly a great time. I was just on a phone call with a client where um, they had a real immediate need two or three years ago for a, a complicated automation. And um, it was, it was, and I think still is single, the single hardest project we've ever done. And um, they had a really immediate need. They needed us to, to ship a product out underneath a, a really tight timeline. And we took it on, we scoped real fast. And um, when we got about halfway through, we realized that we had technical limitations that broke three of our four core assumptions about the project. Um, So we did document our core assumptions about the project and three of the four core assumptions that we had were wrong. And that basically put the project to a grinding halt. It wasted our time. It wasted their money. Um, it still is a thing that I think about um, because, like, to me, the most important thing is to satisfy what our customers want. Yeah. Um, and so, in that case, you know, we went hard and fast. We did a big long sprint. We figured out how we were going to do a whole bunch of things. And then we got to these technical limitations that we could have seen from the very beginning had we taken our time um, to make sure that we really understood the problem and really understood the solution. Um, and instead, uh, it, it was really challenging. Um, because of that, the kind of opposite scenario, because of that, we created a three-month coaching program, three to six-month coaching program that we force every single client. If they want to work with us, they must go through it. I don't care how well-defined your project is. Um, and in every single instance of our coaching program since that, since that occurrence happened, um, we have found similar kind of core assumption-breaking items that would not have previously been found or there have yeah. been other things, you know, processes were changed or people didn't really know why they did certain things um, and it brought down the scope, it brought down the scale and it br- brought down the ultimate end cost for our clients. So I think kind of the slowest, smoothest, smoothest, fast. Oh, and by the way, our customer success rate went to 100% while doing it. And so I think, I think, I mean, in our world, we work with lots of different clients who have lots of different needs, but I actually see a lot of merit to the analogy because at the end of the day, we've seen, we've seen the bad and we've seen the good. Surprises are not fun. In business, I never want to surprise. So, it, I mean, this is, I knew this would be <laughs> fascinating. Um, so the, you, took, you took the hard and fast 
um, difficult situation and then learn from it and created a solution to that that has now led to 100% success. And you, so you, switch, you flip the mindset on it. And then, you know, this, this whole conversation started because, you know, my car got hit by a driverless car and no one was in my car when it happened. So that's an annoying, that's a very difficult situation. But flip the mindset on it because easily someone could have been killed. We could have been in the car. A pedestrian could have been, I mean, that easily could have, like, it could have been much It wasn't supposed to be driverless, right? It was supposed to have a driver. It was not designed to be a driverless car. Oh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. That That is a really important point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, yeah, it's not an autonomous vehicle. If that's the right, I think that's the right word. But the, um, no, the guy left it in, he thought he left it in park, but he didn't. So just imagine you're standing there out there and you see a car with no driver just aim. I mean, that is a frightening situation. I didn't see that part. I just saw the aftermath. But but anyway, flip the script, realize it could have been much worse. And then now we created this conversation out of it, which I think is a very activating step. And then it and then it makes perfect sense because you did the same thing with your company and made an actionable step that really helped everyone. Um I see the same exact thing with that. So the key is well, that here's you- what I'll say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, what I'll say too is um, like people who have expensive cars know how expensive oil changes and uh, new brakes are. So changing the oil and, and changing the brakes on a Porsche or even more like a Bugatti is really expensive. And you have to do it a lot more frequently if you do hard starts and hard stops. Um, The business analogy there that like I'll reapply back to this coaching program was when we started working with a, a client recently, the before the program, the size and scope of the project that we were that we were talking about was over $150,000. Yeah, which is great. I mean, it's great for my business. It's not great for theirs. And because of the program, we were able to find so many efficiencies and find so many things that we were able to eliminate and change and all sorts of stuff that now it's under $50,000. Right. And, and I do think that the kind of slowest, smooth and smoothest, fast kind of like thought process is a good one. And I think uh, mostly because surprises in business are always expensive. Never like surprise. You just saved a hundred thousand dollars. It's always like surprise. There's this other thing that you have to pay for that you didn't realize. Um, so it doesn't directly translate to this idea of having um, of having a driverless, not supposed to be driverless car hitting your car, but it does translate directly to you have a BMW in the suburbs of Chicago and your average miles per hour is twenty five point one, which is not that impressive. Right. <laughs> it's it was a surprise which wasn't good. That was a bad surprise, but that led to a great discussion and I learned a lot about it. I learned a lot about how it does I knew it translated to entrepreneurship, but you you exponentially added to that with the slow smooth 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 is faster. I think that's the quote. Um that really added a lot of value to my life. Bill, you've you've been quiet. What's going on over there? Bill has informed me that he has nothing more to add. Oh. I think he has a feeding child. Feeding baby. 
Um, well, this has been another excellent, fantastic episode of Three Guys with Epic Lives. I'm Evan here with, uh, with Bill, with Justin. We really thank you for your time. We thank you for your attention. We hope that you have an absolutely lovely day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. We are truly grateful for you listening. And please make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting channel. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family all over your social media. And again, we're very grateful to have you as a listener on our show.